Hey, Josh here. It's been a while since I did an episode, but I uh, I thought I'd get on here and do something quick, at, at the very least, just to get back in the routine of things, which is, of course, hard to do nowadays with everything that's going on. Uh, and I am working from home like most of you are, uh, so that's why you'll hear my kids in the background. Um, and my my family actually uh, does have the, the virus, um, which has been interesting. Um the uh luckily for me and the boys at least it hasn't been severe and so uh, our little ones um they they just kind of had some coughing and and sneezing and runny noses uh and that went away fairly quickly so uh that was a real relief to to me and Jimena um to my wife and I of course um so and and I and I haven't really experienced severe symptoms at all either. Just kind of a flu feeling for a few days. But my wife has had a lot of trouble breathing. Um, there's days where she's made it halfway down the hallway and she just had to sit on the ground. So that's been a little scary. And um, and what has made that more overwhelming is is seeing so many people not taking it seriously in our area and we're looking outside and there's people out and about as usual and um online uh online we're seeing people are out at the parks in our neighborhood and and i think for a lot of people that are taking it seriously you kind of feel like you're crazy and and because you're not around people and you're at home alone it just feels like you're missing out on everything and everyone else thinks you're nuts and so this has just been a like, and this is all compounding the fear of what's really happening uh, in the rest of the world. And so uh, it's just crazy. It's it's crazy times. And I think a lot of people, a lot of other podcasts are, are kind of taking a break because, I don't know, everyone's trying to be careful. And, and I just feel like now more than ever, uh, we need some distraction. I think it's really important to be conscious of what's going on and addressing it um, because we all need, we need each other and we need to be on the same page, encouraging each other and reminding each other that life does go on. Uh, but at the same time, realizing that um, this is happening right now. And um, so I, I, I'm not going to talk about this the whole time. I want to talk about some, some things I've been thinking about lately specific to, uh, to bootstrapping a company, um, which I, I just think we need a little distraction. So, so, so anyways, so I'll get into that. Um, but that's a bit of an update on, on me and the family right now. Oh, and sorry to wrap that up a bit. My, my wife went in for an x-ray and she isn't getting pneumonia, which is one of the things that, uh, some people are experiencing, um, as a later stage of the virus, it's turning into pneumonia and that's how it's, how it becomes serious. Um, and dangerous, and so we we found out that that we've ruled that out. That's not that's not the case with with my wife. So she's um, we're really grateful. That was actually she just walked in a couple of minutes ago to tell me that that she got a doc, uh, call from the doctor about that. So so that's great. Um, so now it's just kind of we just gotta keep working through this and um, be careful and stay healthy and and uh, and ride it out. So, uh, so with that said, what I wanted to talk about today was an interesting differentiator I see businesses taking um, when you're entering a crowded market or a market where there are other competitors. And I think it's it's something that's been in, on my mind a lot lately, um, differentiators specifically, because I think that 
as a bootstrapper, I feel like um, I increase my chances of starting a successful business when I choose an established uh, proven market. And obviously that doesn't mean that you can't have a successful business if you're creating a brand new market or um, there's kind of an, uh, you know, or, or entering a new market that hasn't been proven yet. But I think that you increase your chances, that you, you increase the likelihood that you'll succeed. And, and so that, and that's kind of what I'm going for if I'm going to start a new business. And specifically right now with, with Upscribe, as I've kind of been trying to figure out, you know, where to go from here with that, um, how to move forward with that, differentiators has been something that's been on my mind a lot lately. So one of the one of the differentiators that I've seen people use that I think is really interesting is um, just building a product that's really hard to create. It's hard to make, and uh, so a few companies that have done that as examples, uh, like Tuple. You know, Tuple's built this amazing uh, pair programming software, and there there can be competitors, and there may be competitors, but. Uh, they're not, there's not going to be a lot of them because it's a very difficult product to make and especially to make it as well, uh, uh, make it as good as they've made it. And so that to me is a really great differentiator. You're building something that's just very hard to create. And so it's not likely that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come in and take, take your market. Um, another example that would be like Google Maps. You know, it was just a very difficult thing to do, map the entire world. Or Street View would probably be a better example is, uh, you know, taking 3D pictures of all the streets in the world. There aren't going to be a lot of people that are going to do that. Uh, I'm going to come in and try and compete for that. Of course, they're giving it away for free, but it is, um, I feel like it's a, a good example. Another example would be like a, I feel like browser stack or um, I think sauce labs is another one where it's a, uh, it's a client um, browser testing tool. And so it's another thing where they, they need to be able to support testing browsers on multiple devices um, or multiple um, software or uh, operating systems on those devices and then browsers um, in those operating systems. And so, uh, this just a lot of work, a lot to maintain. And I don't think that that's something that there's going to be a lot of people coming in to compete with you on. And so I, I think that looks a, a lot of different ways. One, um, one idea that I had recently that I feel like kind of fits this mold is to build a, uh, a web flow for, uh, responsive emails, uh, responsive email templates. So email is, uh, isn't going anywhere. Uh, um, it's not going to disappear anytime soon. Um, and so a lot of people are having to build responsive email templates from scratch. That's a lot of work. I've, at my last job, we did a ton of work with newsletter, uh, newsletters and, uh, responsive email templates for, uh, for customers. And it's just like a total pain in the butt. And so to build a tool like Webflow that lets you kind of create uh, like a really versatile tool for creating those templates that that then is using these standardized um, blocks that work on every browser and every client and fall back to something that looks great on the browsers and the clients that it that those you know that those elements don't work on uh, would just be amazing and 
and a lot of work. And so this is kind of like, obviously the downside in building a tool like this is that it's a lot of work. So you're going to spend a lot more time just to get to an MVP. But um, depending on the market, if it is established already, um, or it is something that like, so for example, with email templates, everyone is already spending lots of money. Like so many companies are spending lots of money on building these responsive email templates and people use email and they're spending money on it already. So you can, you can guarantee that you can almost guarantee that if you were to build a tool that made this really easy, that they'll probably pay for it. Um, whether they'll pay ongoing or not will probably depend on how often, uh, they need to create new templates, of course, but, uh, I think it's a good example of, uh, a way to, a way to differentiate. Um, anyways, that's kind of something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, if you want to message me on Twitter, um, you know, what are some other great differentiators? Like I, I don't think price is a great differentiator as an example. Um, because, uh, unless you're, if you're going to differ, differentiate on price, you, you want to actually go higher and you want to go like, I'm going to be the second most expensive tool or, you know, or the most expense, expensive tool that is just the nicest, fastest, you know, um, well-supported, whatever. Like you want to go to the premium side. That makes sense to me, but being the cheapest though it works sometimes and it can be a great differentiator obviously it is also a race to the bottom and so um uh and and, you know now that i say that i I do think that there's some really great examples of companies like email octopus and um and others in in other in other spaces as well where they go for the low end of the market and they're just doing really well and you get enough people but that but then once again that depends on the market email marketing is is just huge and there's everybody needs to send email so would love to know what you think uh another thing i wanted to bring up today in this episode is uh, i thought it might be helpful to start sharing kind of what are some of the distractions good distractions that we are as a kind of as a community are, are using individually and so um for me lately uh we've been watching lots of marvel movies in the evening uh, on Disney Plus, which has been super fun. And then uh, uh, another thing we've been doing is watching old Disney movies with the kids, um, which has been hilarious. So, like Snow White and uh, what was the other one we watched recently? I mean, like Lilo and Stitch, which isn't as old. And then started Pinocchio the other day, and it was just like, just super weird so (laughs) just a little bit too uh disturbing so i had to turn that off um but uh but yeah that's been fun it's just kind of like going down memory lane and watching some of these movies that we watched as kids and uh, watching them with our kids and then another great great one um to check out is the chef show on netflix with john favreau um that that one is uh that one is just awesome. So it's this it's a it's a great cooking show, but they have a really creative way of doing it and it's very much like just feels like you're in the room with these amazing chefs and cooks and and just like hearing the way that they talk about food and it's just super inspiring and it's not like 
it's not like these the usual um cooking show it's it's uh i don't really watch those but this one we really liked so anyways we'd love to know what you guys are using as kind of distractions right now um as we're going through this time but uh, i hope you're hope you're safe hope you're healthy and uh have a great day we will uh talk to you soon or talk to you i mean you'll you'll hear from me soon i don't know I mean, I'd love to hear from you too. So maybe, I mean, maybe I'll talk to you soon, but anyways, bye.